0: Hello, everyone. My name is David Gibson. I am the host and founder of this podcast, Sidcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling these stories and sharing experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Uh, I hope you all had a new, happy New Year. I spent it by watching TV, um, and uh, I didn't. I don't always exactly enjoy the New Year. I think it's an overrated holiday, but. You know, to each their own, and I hope you all had a happy new year. And I'm interested to hear what your guys' goals are going into the new year. Um, I know that this is a time where everybody kind of evaluates what they did the year prior and then kind of sets out to do some things in 2018. I hope that some of that is related to what you do in your workplace, and I hope that this podcast can be a little bit of help to you as you go on through your goals. So uh, I'm going to keep this one short today, guys. It is kind of a long one. Uh, So today we have Will McCarty. He is our very first professional sport franchise guy. And the story behind this is that there are uh, the MLS, Major League Soccer, uh, expands at an ever rapidly pace, basically. And they are having two more expansion spots open up in the league. And they uh, listed four cities out of, I think it was like 15 or 16 applicant cities. And uh, the four finalist cities at this time uh, were Nashville. Uh, at the time of this recording, I'm sorry, were Nashville, Sacramento, Detroit, and uh, Cincinnati was the final one. And then uh, Will and I kind of recorded this while they were eagerly awaiting to know if Nashville will be uh, given the bid, which they were. They're the only city that's been announced so far. So now it's down to Sacramento, Detroit, and Cincinnati for that final expansion spot. So... Um, we'll go through some of that what it's like to be in a club with that uh we also kind of joke around a little bit i'm sure you guys have seen some things that the vegas golden knights do on twitter uh we'll kind of what he wants to do as far as humor goes as far as using uh certain strategies on social media are concerned um he'll also kind of go through at the actually at this time and at this time of this recording downstairs we have alabama clemson on tv uh Will just graduated from Clemson, getting his master's degree, so uh, we'll talk about what it's like being in, in an office that's kind of preparing for a national championship game, or a playoff game, that is, and a potentially a national championship game. So we'll go through all that. But first, I kind of want to go through some things, just some housekeeping things. You can follow us on social media at Sports Infocast on Twitter and Facebook. Email me anytime, sportsinfocast at gmail.com. And next week, we will have Wendy Reed from Olivet Nazarene University. That's over in Bourbonet, Illinois. I've been saying that wrong my entire life. I've been saying Bourbonis. It's actually Bourbonet. So um, you'll learn a little bit about that and a whole lot more next Thursday. So, uh, guys, we'll first start off today with Will McCarty of Nashville SC. And uh, his whole experience of being a college athlete might well, as well start off right here on guys. Yeah,
1: sure. Well, I, I grew up playing soccer, basketball, like typical kid that gets into sports, plays everything. And uh, I just, like my junior year of high school, like I realized that I could maybe go to college and play. And I ended up going to a small Division II school um, called Erskine College, literally in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. due west, South Carolina. So, uh, so I went there for a year. Um, I blew out my knee, tore everything but my ACL. Um, so I transferred to College of Charleston, or um, like a tech school down near College of Charleston. It was Johnson and & Wales. And then I went to Trident Technical College. And I was going to try and play for the College of Charleston. I knew the coach, played with, um, played with the kid on the team that was the coach's son. Um, and it just didn't work out. So I really wanted to play soccer again. So I, um, I transferred to Southern Westland University up here near Clemson. It was uh, NAIA at the time. And they were making the transition into Division 2. And it didn't work out. Like, a couple games into the season, I hurt my knee again. They wanted me to have a second knee surgery. And I was like, I'm not about that. Like, I don't want to do that again. So I kind of just gave it up. And um, I had a professor. His name was Dr. Bolton. He's at Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, I think now. And he... Basically, just sat me down one day and was like, "I see your passion for the game. I see your passion for sports in general. Um, you should really think about like a career in it." And I never really like I wanted to be a chef, like that's, <laughs> like that's what I wanted to do. And um, but that obviously didn't work out. And um, then he had a guy from Clemson by the name of Mike Money come talk to our class one day, and he's the head of marketing and he Offered our entire class to come to lunch. There's about like 20 people in this class. It was a very small school and He offered us all to go to lunch one day with Mike money in the cafeteria and Little did I know I was gonna be the only one that showed up to this lunch meeting and So we got to talk in he knew someone I knew from back home and I needed an internship to graduate college like 400 hour internship. So I called Mike money I interned in the marketing department at Clemson, and my primary sport was men's soccer. They asked me like, what I want to do. I was like, I want to do stuff with men's soccer. So that, that was amazing. Like, I got to see them make a run to the college cup, almost win a national championship. And then while doing that, I made connections with the communications office, and the kid who was the GA at the time was leaving. And I was graduating undergrad in December, and so they were like do you have any experience in Communications graphic design video. I was like none literally none. Yeah, and I was like I have experience in soccer and that's Really all I know and so I basically told them I was like my passion for the game will carry over into the passion for my work and learning something new so they offered me a position had zero intentions on going to grad school after transferring undergrad twice like I just didn't think the whole school thing was for me but so I ended up being the contact as a GA for Clemson men's soccer and Clemson men's tennis and just during that time really like Clemson social media just blew up like everyone has seen Clemson football and so I was like well this is I sat back. I was like, man, this is like an amazing time to learn mm-hmm. from some of the best in the industry. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into when I took the position. So I just took the initiative to really learn how to do these graphics and videos and all this cool stuff. And I learned from Jeff Kalen, graphic designer, and uh, Nick Conklin, who's our video guy, like, two of the best in the business. I'm not just saying that, like, as a biased opinion, but, like, it's just like, they're unbelievable, so little did I know that I was actually going to end up in a content creation role as my first job, like, out, out of college, really, Yeah. so that's really how I've gotten to where I am, and, like, now I'm going to Nashville Soccer Club as the digital and social media manager and creating content for a professional soccer team in a city that I've always wanted to go to, so, like, That was not my plan when I went to college, but when I first started working for Clemson, I was like, "Oh, it would be awesome to work in the MLS." So, I very well may have that opportunity, but yeah, it was a very different road. Like, my mind was not set. Like, oh, this everything just happened, and I am very, very fortunate and thankful for that. And like I said, learning here at Clemson's been like a it's just unbelievable.
0: Uh, you kind of covered a lot just then, and I just kind of want to go back to some things that you said, especially with that, that luncheon, that you were the only one that showed up out of a class of 20. I mean, what was your mindset when you, when you kind of walked up, sat down, and I I would imagine, you know, time to start lunches rolling around, no one else is showing up. I mean, what were you thinking?
1: Yeah, well, it was my professor, Dr. Bolton, and Mike Money, and I sit down, and I looked at Dr. Bolton, and I was like, anyone else come in he's like we've been here for 15 minutes no one else has come and like it's a small school so like the cafeteria like if someone from the class walks in you see them so like literally no one from the class came and I was just like this is crazy so at that time I was just like well I guess this is makes me look good like it was not my intention like half of the class was going to be there so it was cool to get to talk to Mike Money one-on-one and He's brought it up a few times like in uh, a few cover letter or, like letters of like recommendation that he sent like, he's mentioned that and it was just
0: like something told me I have to be at this lunch mm-hmm.
1: and if I if I would have never went to that lunch I would have I would not be where I am today so yeah. it's, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nuts to think about. So when you kind of got into the marketing role at Clemson, uh, what were some things, maybe some tasks that they had you do just to kind of start you out?
1: Oh, man, I was doing anything from raising flags in Death Valley to rolling giant soccer balls on the first Friday parade down the street to basically running video boarded football games. Um, like, it was very hands-on, very fast-paced, um, reaching out to youth programs trying to like, get people to come to men's soccer games because it's a ticketed sport here um, even women's soccer I did a little bit with that um, but it was more for me it was more of like not so much marketing but more of the like game ops right um, than anything um, like during the week was easy like preparing basically what we were gonna do in-game. And more of my role as running video board and uh just being in charge of making sure that we had students there to help out as well. So it was a very like it was before they had a GA, so like it was it was very hands on and a lot of work and basically just got fed to the fire and started learning, so it was great
0: yeah did you uh what did you know about kind of athletic communications or maybe s i d life you know at that time before you kind of got into it
1: yeah i i did a little bit at southern westland nothing like i mean i just did the book for men's basketball games um t j bud was the s i d he's at um palm beach atlantic now i believe mm-hmm. and he like when i wasn't playing soccer I was like, I need to do something with sports, and my coach actually wanted me to like be the manager of the team. And I was like, that'd be too hard for me. I can't do that. Um, I I don't want to be around the game anymore. Like I was so mad uh-huh. at soccer. Yeah. And so I just basically like really nothing in athletic communications. Just I helped out TJ a little bit with the book, and but nothing nothing like I'm doing now. Like I wasn't writing recaps. I wasn't tweeting. I wasn't like preparing the press box or any any like any SID role. I knew nothing about it until I started. So,
0: yeah, I, uh, I actually met TJ um, over the summer at Cosi. Really? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of funny that you mentioned that. So I know exactly who you're talking about. So uh, and you kind of mentioned that when they sat you down and they asked you, "Do you have any experience with this stuff?" Uh, you said no. I mean, and it, you took it upon yourself. So what was their kind of reaction? Um, taking someone that basically had only worked the book before.
1: Yeah. they uh, Like I sat down with Joe Galabrith, who's the head of communications uh, at Clemson, <laughs> and Libby Keene, who is technically my boss. She oversees men's soccer and women's soccer and everything. And I told him, I was like, I don't have experience. And they were kind of like in a rough spot where they needed somebody. Mm-hmm. So they weren't really looking for someone who was – necessarily good at the job it just needed someone that they could teach so like i don't look at it that way like oh they just gave me the job because i needed someone like i honestly think they thought i would be good for the job um even though i knew nothing um but i told them i was like i'm a quick learner um and i'm motivated like i love soccer i'm gonna be working with soccer so it was more more so of them believing in me than me being good at the job, really.
0: So, so. Has pro sports kind of been always your aim.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> um, I really, I really love college athletics because the kids are young. Like, I can relate to them right now, at least. And professional sports is so different. And I was talking to a buddy of mine last night, and I was like, "All I know is college athletics, uh, like two years." Of college athletics that's really all i know and like um, really all i know about professional sports right now is that you can tweet at other teams and like <laughs> be f- be funny and like talk trash and like in a funny way and that it there's a lot more in my opinion that goes on for like creating for one team like a professional soccer team than a professional or a college soccer team because you got to worry about like merchandise you got to worry about like promoting the matches you got to worry about yeah. uh all kinds of other things rather than just promoting your match getting people there and then accolades kind of thing so yeah. it's it's definitely going to be a change but i'm excited like i said i'm i'm up for anything i'm excited for it so
0: yeah so um before we kind of get any in, into anything with the uh, nashville i see uh so your experiences, before we get into that, with, uh, with uh, marketing, what kind of skills or anything that you had, that did you kind of like take that and then translate it over to the, the athletic communications realm?
1: Yeah, well, I had zero experience in Photoshop, and I did a little bit of templated work with marketing, um, nothing extreme or motion, gra- nothing like intense. So I really learned a lot about Photoshop, just the basics when I was in marketing and obviously, I took that into athletic communications, and it's really funny now looking back at my first graphic to now, and then also like I just a lot of what I'm going to take to Nashville with me though is um, email marketing as well. Oh yeah, I did. I did a lot of that, and we ne- we weren't really good about like. Seeing how well that did, like the marketing through email did, but we did a lot of that with, like I said, like youth teams and the elementary schools, middle schools, stuff like that. But yeah, that's stuff like that. Um, also like the mentality of marketing, like you're trying to get fans to come to games. But then when I moved into communications role and making graphics for my team, it was more of I'm marketing. This team specifically to recruits, right? So <clears throat> it was it was cool to make that transition, and I'm also going to have to make that transition again <laughs> with with Nashville back to fans trying to promote the team to get them to come out to games and stuff like that.
0: Um, I, I'm just kind of curious. Were you actively seeking a job over the summer when you found out about Nashville SC, and what what was that whole well, process? Can you spare no detail about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's another blessing of mine really. It's it's crazy, like I I honestly think it was a god thing. Um I basically like I was looking for jobs and my girlfriend's family's in Nashville and I was like I went, I visited, I was like, Oh my god, Nashville's amazing. Like I wanna live here. And so I applied to a few jobs. One at Vanderbilt and I looked into a few things at Belmont, and like at the at the time, I was looking to get out of college athletics just because, like, just the workload and there's so many things that I wanted to experience like outside of sports as well, like yeah. that I found that I can experience within sports. Um, so uh, part of me wanted to get out of athletics, and but. Back to your question, it was. I was basically, I didn't apply for the Nashville job. I DM'd the GM. His name's Chris Jones. He followed me for some years on Twitter. And I was like, man, this is like an opportunity. So I tweeted or I DM'd him. And I had just made my portfolio and everything with my graphics and stuff. And I sent him a message. I was like, hey, like, I really paid attention to what Atlanta United was doing. Um, like, I told him that I played college soccer. I had a passion for the game. And I sent him my portfolio. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll send it to our VP of Marketing and Communications. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, he's, <laughs> like, he, he's not going to do that. And so I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. And so then... The Vanderbilt had an opening, and I was like, oh man, college athletics, it was like a digital media specialist position, and so I talked to my boss, and he introduced me to a guy from Vanderbilt who's here for baseball regionals, and he was like, I applied for that, and then basically both of those jobs came to me at once, and I was playing in a golf tournament, like, true story. I was playing in a golf tournament, charity golf event for uh, missionaries and stuff, and I get a text message from my boss saying, "Hey, like, I think you're in a good position for the Vanderbilt job. You should, you should follow up with Kyle." I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, I'll do that. Like, but I'm gonna focus on this golf tournament, and have fun today." So halfway through the round, it starts pouring rain. I'm sitting like under trees in my golf cart, and I get a phone call from Arizona. I'm like, oh I'm not gonna pick that up. Goes to voicemail. It was the VP of marketing and communications for Nashville Soccer Club. And he left a voicemail, it's like, Hey Will, and he was like, This is from Nashville S C like his name is James Cannon and he was like, I'm really interested in your work. I saw your portfolio and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I need to play in golf tournaments for Jesus more often. Like this is crazy. (laughs) and so I gave him a call on my way back home, and basically he asked me what my situation was at Clemson. I told him I graduate in December, and I really want to finish school, but if I can't, then that's fine, Mm -hmm. and he was like, well, how about you finish school, talk to your boss, see if you can do some part-time work with us, as well as finishing up at Clemson. I was like, okay, perfect, so my boss was fine with it, and that's literally how it came about, and then after uh, in August is when I like officially signed the papers and became part of the Nashville Soccer Club and start January second. So,
0: yeah, awesome. That's a it's a great story. Um, that's probably one of ours. I'm gonna use that quote that you just said uh, about playing golf for Jesus more often. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. actually kind of fun. Like, like back in uh, early November, I we had uh, Katie Mucci on and she um, told us how she got the job at the SCAC in Atlanta and yeah. um, she was in the middle of like a tornado warning. There was a tornado going through and she got the phone call
1: <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and he's like, you got the job. And, she, and he goes, is everything all right? She goes, yeah, there's a tornado, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I was with my, my college roommate too, um, from freshman year and his dad is a missionary dad and mom are missionaries. So we were playing with them and I was like, You're not gonna believe this and it was it was probably the best day of my life getting that both of those phone calls, I was just like, Man, everything's like falling into place, like I'm gonna be able to go to Nashville, my girlfriend will be able to come when she graduates, like this is gonna be great. So it was well, it was awesome.
0: Did so. you at least play well the rest of the tournament?
1: Um we didn't win, but we had we had a college golfer. I don't. I played a year at Southern Westland, but I was just on the team for academic purposes. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't an asset to the to the team. But you know, I I didn't play too well. I was I was yeah. too jacked up.
0: Yeah, you got two job offers out of it. It's perfectly fine. So I want to go back to a couple of things that you just kind of mentioned. Uh, how rare is it, kind of in the sport industry, that you actually get to pick where you work?
1: Oh man, hey, I really. Don't think a lot of people get to pick where they work, and I honestly think I am one of the luckiest people in the world that I got get to basically do my dream job now. And like, I it's it's really hard to pick where you want to work because it's so competitive now, and um, there's so many people applying for jobs, and actually the only reason that I forgot to say this, the only reason James Cannon called me that day was because they offered the job to a girl from ESPN and she turned it down after accepting it. So like that, that's another part of the story. It's just, yeah, you don't get to pick where you you get to work. Like there's, there's, there's a job for everybody, but like it's, yeah, you. it's so hard to be able to pick where you want to work because things are so competitive in these days.
0: Right. Uh, another thing I want to kind of ask you is, um, do you recommend DMing every, like, kind of dream job place <laughs> on Twitter?
1: Oh, I mean, the only way you can <laughs> message them is if they follow you. And he followed me for some reason. I When I get there, I'm going to ask him, be like, why did you follow? Like, yeah. how did you even find me? <laughs> like, I guess, like, maybe he was – following some Clemson stuff. and oh, maybe. Because we had a, two guys playing for our team, and um, two of their PDL players were on Clemson's team. So maybe that's why. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, shoot for the stars. I mean, DM people. Like, I was ambitious. Like, it's just, like, you never know. Literally, like, I'm not going to DM, like, the GM for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but like, because right. he doesn't follow me. But I mean, if he does, then do it. Like, you never know. You never know.
0: How so, important is it to be kind of ambitious like that when looking for a job?
1: Like being a young professional, it, I think it's really important to be ambitious because, like I said, it's super competitive. And I just because I come from Clemson, I don't think I'm going to get a job because, like, but on my resume, like if someone's like oh Clemson like wow that's amazing like and but it's still very very competitive and you have to do something whether it's in your cover letter your portfolio DMing someone you have to do something to stand out and that wasn't necessarily my intentions when I DM the GM but I you just like I said you just have to do something that makes you stand out from others and at the time, I didn't know that was what it was, but that DM was something putting me like out there, and you just can't be afraid to put yourself out there.
0: And You, you kind of mentioned a little bit off air, and even you just mentioned it then, when you got offered the Nashville job, uh, you kind of had to step back a little bit from the athletic communications role into more of a content role. So you kind of work with kind of a famous team there at Clemson, and then you're going to take some of the stuff. So, what was it like working for the uh, content team at Clemson? First of all, yeah,
1: yeah. I there. mean, I don't really have my hands into the whole football and everything that pretty much everyone sees and thinks of. Cle- like Clemson, when people think Clemson social media, they think of football. But if they go look at our volleyball or men's soccer or men's tennis or women's soccer. It's almost the same. Like It's almost as good, but it's more of students doing the content creation. Um, so I, I, I took it upon myself when I first started. It's a little different now because we have so many students and interns and um, people helping out. But when I first started, it's funny, my, one of my friends, or an old co- co-worker, Carl Danoff, is now at Purdue is the SID for their volleyball program. He was working with our volleyball team here and he was like creating this content and i'm like dude what the heck like i have i have the second best team here at clemson and behind football and i'm not creating anything and like in my time here i've seen more of like a transition as sids becoming like content creators right and i was like man i need to learn so I started picking people's brains, Jeff Kalin and Nick Conklin and Jonathan Gant here. Like I just really started picking people's brains, and I was just like, I need to learn. So it was very fast paced. A lot of YouTube and (laughs) tutorials, and it was. I was like, I just found a passion for it, and I was like, man, I wanna, I wanna create content and tell a story somehow, some way, whether it's in sports or out of sports, and. Like, no matter what, like, if I can reach one person with a graphic I make and they're happy and, or it, like, motivates them to do something, then I've done my job.
0: What are you going to take from your experiences and your time at Clemson? Uh, some things that you've done, maybe, like, kind of kind of the same question that I had earlier, maybe some characteristics of the department that you're going to take and carry over to Nashville.
1: Sure. We, um actually, Jonathan Gantt, when we first started the job, he drew a diagram. He had three circles all interlocking and it was basically telling us how what to think about when we're making content. So the first circle was recruits, and then you have like fans, and then you have prospective students. So they're all interwining, but our main focus was recruits. And so we're saying if we reach recruits, then we'll reach the fans, and then we'll reach the students. But our main focus is the recruits because that's who we're trying to get to come to our program so we could show them, like, hey, look, this is what we're doing on social media for you. And then, like, the fans like it, the students like it, fans and students come to games. And so that's definitely something I want to take to Nashville is that diagram, but obviously it's not recruits anymore. It's fans instead of recruits and then trying to figure out what that next circle is and then the other circle. So like you have fans and then you have your youth in the community or you have your like diversity within the community. Instead of just fans, you have your like Latino population or your Muslim population. So it's completely different, but I think that's something I can take and – really sit down with my team and try and figure out how we can make that work within professional sports
0: yeah awesome that's, good. that's a nice little lesson for people that one are bad at it or two don't want to do it so um i'm just curious who are you going to be most like kind of on twitter are you going to be more like a vegas golden knights or are you going to be kind of a little conservative with your kind of content creation or maybe uh, you on social media
1: I've I've had a few thoughts but I can't really say yet cuz I'm not there so like I'm not there yet so I don't I I don't know like well like we right now I noticed like the people who are there in Nashville now we try to make sure that every time someone reaches out to us and asks a question we get back to them so that that's one of our main focuses is like we want to like, make it seem like a family or a community, and we don't want someone to, like, ask us a question, like, when season tickets are going on sale. Like, we want to answer that person, whether it's a DM or um, we tweet at them. So, I don't know yet, but I want to be funny. I want to be funny. Like, it gets people's attention, so.
0: Awesome. Yeah, cool. So, national championship for the football playoff, I want you to describe kind of the, of the, uh, the enthusiasm or maybe the environment in the office right now. At the yeah, of this well, recording. yeah,
1: well, I mean, this is the second year in a row. Uh, well, third year in a row, really. Yeah. But um, but yeah, right now, it's like people aren't taking it for granted because we've been there before, but it's still like like we have a talking point. Like we're playing Bama again. So it's like everyone's been saying we won Bama, but now it's like did Bama say we won Clemson? So it's, it's very um, upbeat and – just minds are flowing of, like, what can we do that we haven't done yet? Like, we're going to be in the national spotlight. Um, But, yeah, it's everyone's very excited. And, like, we've been there before, but it's – I mean, it's like Christmas. Like, it's college football playoff. Like, just because Christmas happened last year, it happens again. Like, and it's always great. So, um, it's definitely – a fun environment to be in and it's funny our men's soccer coach says it all the time if it's orange and it's winning people are going to be there so like our men's basketball game on saturday there's probably going to be more people there than an average game against like a mid-major team just because people are excited clemson's winning like they want to go see the, the paul in action no matter what the sport is so it's a trickle down effect too so it's awesome
0: Perfect. So uh, kind of give, just kind of before we got to move on, kind of give the, the listeners here just kind of a rundown on how you guys personally just go through social media. Like you kind of said, you kind of identify your core groups and then you have that trickle down effect that you mentioned and kind of creating that community. So what are some key core things that people need to know about just social media management in general?
1: Well, um, I mean, really it's it depends where you are too and like your fans, but In my opinion, it's really like social media management is how to like appease your fans and like appall to them and like your recruits. Whether, like I said, in college, you should want to focus on recruits. In professional sports, you should want to focus on your fans because those are the ones that are paying for tickets and coming to games. Recruits are the ones who are coming to your school and – making your team good and making your job easy so uh, but it's all about like storytelling and selling your program no matter if it's mm-hmm. rowing or men's tennis or football like sell your program Sell like people want to see not necessarily like not necessarily the recruits but the recruits parents they want to see what their kids are going into and if you can show like what the program is like, I, I that's like in my opinion in college athletics that's one of the most important things is selling your program through the eyes of social media.
0: Perfect. So I want, like I kind of mentioned, I would like to move on to this part of the interview. I like to ask some fun questions. Um, sure. First question I have for you, Will, is uh, your favorite memory in your professional tenure?
1: Uh, my favorite memory. Um, I would say it is probably my first year. Um, as a marketing intern at Clemson, uh, I'm working the video board. It the it was the Elite eight. We were playing Maryland. Maryland's like, if anyone knows anything about college soccer in the past, like Maryland's like head honcho. Like,
0: yeah,
1: they're the team to beat. And they came to our place. It went to PKs, and I've never been in a press box where. I set down my drink and it's shaking when the other team's taking a PK because it was so loud and people were losing their minds and we ended up beating them and just like being I felt like I was part of the team when I was like with the marketing team um so it was very like I remember that night like it was yesterday like they're cutting down the nets and everyone's running down like Random people are hugging random people, and it's like people who know nothing about soccer are like crying because Clemson's going to the College Cup for the first time in like 20, 30 years. And it was the time of Clemson football getting into the college football playoff for the first time too. So I'd say that night when we beat Maryland and PKs to go to the College Cup was probably my most favorite memory so far.
0: What about the opposite? What's your biggest horror story?
1: Oh man, this is bad. Um, I was, same thing, I was marketing intern, and we're doing, like I'm running the video board, Dactronics, and all that fun stuff, and I'm sitting back, just watching the presentation down the field, it wasn't our military appreciation day, but it was a military, someone was getting like honored, and I'm just sitting there watching it, and our Dactronic computers were touch screen, and kid you not... A bug flew into the screen and it hit something and it covered up the presentation. I had no idea. And I'm just like looking down at the field and all I hear is, Billy, like uh, my old boss used to call me Billy. He's like, Billy, what are you doing? And I was like, what? Wait, what, And I look up and the, it's covered like the on the video board. And uh, like 80,000 people are in the stadium. I don't think 80,000 people noticed it. Uh-huh. But like in my mind, I'm like, oh crap! 80,000 people just like realize I messed up. Like no one knows who's running the video board. But like, yeah. I was like pouring sweat after that. It was crazy. And so, long story short, we turned off the uh, touchscreen on that computer. So, but yeah, that was that was very stressful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession?
1: To a student, um, I would definitely say. Ask questions. Like you don't like a a lot of the time. Like students would come in, and there's students that think they know everything already, and like you don't know it all. Like ask questions, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Like if you don't know something, the only way you're going to learn is ask a question. If you don't ask a question, you're going to go to the internet and ask the question. So why not ask someone who does like the hands-on work? Like I didn't know how to make graphics, so I went to our graphic designer and. Just picked his brain yeah i'm sure i was annoying but like i mean if a student comes to me now and asks me to help him i'm gonna be like wow that was me one day or like two years ago so ask questions like just don't be afraid that's the only way you're gonna learn so
0: yeah cool um i'm gonna kind of tailor this next question usually i kind of make it more towards sids i gotta change it so um When you look around the country, maybe some pro teams, college teams, and you look at them and you say that's a good content creation team, what are some things that they do or maybe some characteristics that they have that make you say that?
1: I would say probably the Portland Timbers, or not Portland Timbers, sorry, that's soccer, but the Portland Trailblazers have one of the best social media accounts just because they capitalize on specific moments and they do it in a – Not always a funny manner, but like they just know what's going to get people's attention. Like they sold someone for cash cash consideration and they made a graphic for with. – I'm sure everyone has seen it with a bag of cash behind a microphone at a podium like he's about to do a press conference. Like just stuff like that and like capitalizing on moments and really knowing your audience and understanding social media is not always like – a place to be serious, like, you can be funny, and, like, yeah, that's not necessarily storytelling about your team, but, like, it, it's funny, and that's what's going to capture people's minds, and just really, like, when teams capitalize on big moments like that, or even, like, small moments, or pay attention to what's going on elsewhere in the world and capitalize on moments like that, like I'm, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but like, just really paying attention to what's going on around you,
0: like the bus or whatever. The
1: exact, exact, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Like oh. some whoever the first team was to do that it was like, it's just hilarious. So yeah.
0: I think it was the Hawks. That's how I saw. It. I, I, I saw it by the like, yeah, the Hawks. yeah, because
1: it, ha- it happened in Atlanta. Yeah, so,
0: so yeah. Um, one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession.
1: Something I want to learn more about, Um, I really, really want to learn more about, like, I'm going to be doing some video work with Nashville, but I really want to, like, dig deep into not necessarily becoming a videographer, but knowing enough to where I can make a good piece of content and tell a story through a lens. Like, I don't want to be the one sitting back, like, telling everyone, like, what to do. I want to, like, I always say this, like, learn something new every day, and um, I really want to learn more about videography and be able to be decent at that and tell a story. It's not necessarily, like, an SID role or anything like that, but definitely something I want to dig deep into, because, like I said, like, even SIDs are becoming more of content creators, and... Having being able to adapt is key for sure.
0: Yeah, you you got that right. Especially when you've got a whole uh, our fan base is uh like we bust them bust them in from a retirement home. Mm-hmm. So when you take too long on the instant replay, they uh, they boo you. So yeah, being oh, adaptable yeah. is definitely something. But oh, yeah. um, work life balance. What do you do out of fun other than soccer?
1: Oh, well, I don't play much soccer anymore. I'm too scared. I'm going to mess up my knee. But I really like to uh, just enjoy the outdoors. Um, My girlfriend and I like to go to Greenville and um, just enjoy the outdoors with our dog, really. And I think I'll be able to do that in Nashville. There's going to be a lot more to do than there is in Clemson, South Carolina, for sure. And, I mean also, I mean, I like to take pictures as well. Like I have a camera, um, and I like to learn things outside of work that I can use within work as well. Mm -hmm. So definitely just enjoying the outside world. And sometimes it's very important to like get away from sports as well. Like it's my life and, but it's also important to like, my girlfriend doesn't like sports and, it's important to be able to balance that and be able to enjoy what she enjoys too. And just, like I said, enjoy the outdoors and just enjoy life. Really.
0: Perfect. Um, we got to make this kind of to uh Clemson area restaurant or bar recommendation,
1: restaurant or bar recommendation. I would say the blue heron is very good. It's, it's a bar and a restaurant, but like it's fancy upstairs and, more of like the bar scene downstairs. Um, very good sushi, and I'm from the coast, and I don't like sushi away from home. So, uh, so that's a big props to them. Um, but yeah, I would say the Blue Heron is the way to go.
0: And if uh, anybody wanted to get in contact with you, maybe follow up with you after this, what would be the best way to do it?
1: Sure, um, email would be great. Um, either, um, at w a m c c a r at clemson.edu or W McCarty, mccarty at nashvillesc.com so
0: does it feel good to have the nashville sc next to your name
1: yeah, yeah i am i'm i'm excited for the day i get a business card so i'm looking forward to that
0: perfect uh, well will thank you very much for coming
1: on i really do appreciate it thank you i appreciate you having me on
0: no problem you're graduating here soon how do you feel well, uh, now that people listen to this you already have but how do you feel now
1: Oh man, I'm getting old. Getting old. Man. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I mean, six six years of school flew by. So yeah, yeah. Don't take it for granted if you're still in school yeah. and listening to this.
0: <laughs> awesome. So uh, again, thank you everyone who has already uh, downloaded, subscribed to this podcast. And if you haven't already, go ahead and go on over to iTunes or however, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It could be Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio iTunes, whatever. It takes just a second to give us a one or a five. Preferably a five, now they I say that out loud, but uh, anyway. Uh, next week, guys, we will have we will have Wendy Reed of Olivet Nazarene. That's in Bourbonis, Illinois on the pod to kind of talk. And the week after that, we will have Chelsea Chamberlain from LSU. Uh, some of you know her as the Rising Star Award, so we are really excited for that and, and what's coming up in the future. And be sure to look out Uh, and listen to uh, some Cider Chat on Monday for some things going on there. So, uh, guys, thank you all for listening. We hope to catch you all in the next episode.